news out of the obstacle racing scene want to stay up to date on the freshest info the latest podiums and hear interviews with the who's who and ocr well you've come to the wrong place well some of that you'll find here but we're not the media this is not orm ocm ocrm orcm this is ocr talk Hello, this is Jason Dupree. And Anna Landry. And you are listening to episode 58 of OCR Talk. This is a quick intro episode. It's going to be a republishing of our um, recap of World's Toughest, virtual World's Toughest, that we did with the OCR Report game. So, Doesn't it seem like you... so long ago? <laughs> it does. And... My bad for not doing this sooner. <laughs> oh, no. That wasn't a dig at you. That was just like, man, it was only a month ago. Like, it feels like it was just last week or something. Yeah, well, in the, the podcast and, and news world, it's it's a long time ago now. Yeah. So, uh, did you listen to it? Have you listened to it yet? Yep. I listened to it, actually, whenever it first came out um, on my commute to work. I did as well, and I enjoyed it. So our yeah. listeners, mainly for listeners who have not heard it yet on World's Toughest Podcast. And if you hadn't, then obviously go over there and check out Will's intro, even if you listen to the rest of it here, because his intros are always great. But yeah, we're going to just have a quick intro, kind of talk about what we've been up to, because right now, you know, it's early December already, um, getting close to mid-December, <laughs> and, you know, lots been going on. So before we get into what we've been up to, we're going to try and get on top of the things that we constantly always forget, you know, mentioning <laughs> certain things and doing the giveaways. And we want to make sure that we stay on top of that and be a little bit better about that. So first off, want to say thanks to Will Hicks and the OCR Report for being, uh, try not to say it the exact same way that Mike says it on Oscar right. Running Adventures. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but for being a part of that group and, you know, it's really cool just to give a little bit of insight. It's really cool to be a part of a group that not only do we just have a place for our podcast, but we talk to those guys constantly. Uh, we we're starting to do these episodes with them and just the collaboration that we get out of the team is, is super rad. Sure. And I'm really looking forward to next year. Um, as far as like all the videos and live events that hopefully we'll get to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, our episodes get po posted on the OCRreport.com, but we're also on Lib Liz Lisbon, Lib Libson. Libson. Lib Liberated Syndicate. Yeah. Libson. <laughs> um, you know, but obviously you you listen wherever you get your podcast. The the group, we we now have a, a merch site and, you know, it has been such a minute since we recorded. I I forget how much we've talked about this. I feel like we, we've mentioned it, but we haven't really dug into the fact that we have moved from uh, Spreadshop to Threadless now. And Threadless is another website that's very similar where you can put up your own merch, but you never have to. Uh, deal with inventory basically so you can just have the uh, single orders that can get processed and they do it all for you which is really awesome because not only can we get shirts like on a whim but we could make them you know whatever design we want and then there's like a ton of other products so more than even just the spread shop had there's Shower curtains that we haven't put our logo on yet, but we will. Uh, skateboard decks, um, mugs, and all the other random stuff, too. But way more than I would have thought. What do you think? I'm still about holding out for a hoodie. <laughs> which which curtain, shower curtain, are you hoping to get? I, oh, I want the Jack Goris shower curtain. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we make one with just his face, that picture of him? <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> that, that might be a bit much. But... 
That is a great dimension, though, that all the other OCR Report podcasts all have stuff on there, too. So we've got the OCR Report, World's Toughest Podcast, uh, OCR Coven, Obstacle Running Adventures, even Jack Gores has a t-shirt on there. I'm sure at some point Piss and Cox might have some stuff on there. Uh, the only one that we're missing is Overcome and Run. And as soon as we get some artwork from Heather, then those will be up there as well. Now, even cooler is the fact that all of our giveaways that we're going to do, um, we're going to mention some more giveaway stuff in a moment, but when we do giveaways, it's going to be stuff from our store. So it'll be easy to just say, hey, go pick something. And to be honest, it doesn't have to be an OCR talk thing. If you win a giveaway and it's for a t-shirt, you can pick your favorite podcast out of that group and get uh, a shirt for the for the giveaway or whatever it's going to be. Like we'll start out with a shirt, I think, and then move into some of these weirder items that you can <laughs> get off of that site. Weirder than a Jack Cora's shower curtain. <laughs> That's going to be a special. Ooh, April Fools! April Fools! Episode. <laughs> that would be perfect. I want to send one to Carlos. Carlos oh, Piscatello. <laughs> <laughs> Now we've also Merry got Christmas, Carlo. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Are we doing Secret Santa? Because that would be perfect. Because I'm about to take care of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> we've also got a new code for Enduralite. We were doing a little promotional thing with them before where we had a 10% off code, and now we've got one that I think is kind of across the board for the OCR report, ref10-ocr-report. Ref10-ocr-report gets you 10% off on your order, and then those proceeds, as with any other giveaway, uh, uh, oh, no, no, as with all giveaway proceeds, man, with all proceeds that we get from anything at the OCR, at OCR Talk, the OCR Talk, yeah, man, I'm really messing this up now. Um, Words are hard. (laughs) <laughs> we all of our proceeds go towards more giveaways. So anything you buy uh, from a Duralite with our code ref10-ocr-report will go back into more giveaways. And you know, as the more money we get from anything, that just means our giveaways are going to get bigger and better uh, as that grows. And I guess the OCR report, the rest of them see nothing from that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but again, our giveaways can be their stuff too. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about that? Because is there more going along with that whole under elite thing? Yes. What else are we getting? So, um, in January, starting in January, um, we will be giving away uh, a free product every month from Enduralite. Thanks to our fabulous partnership with Matt Mossman and all the, hardworking folks over there at Enduralite. Um, we are going to be giving away an Enduralite product every month next year, um, starting with, like I said, a tub of Performalite. So um, just pop into our DMs, either our individual or our podcast accounts, um, and uh, just let us know that you're interested if you want to be entered into that drawing. Um, and... We'll probably circle back around and give that away sometime in January or towards the end of January. So early notice, because I know it's a crowd favorite. Hmm. Um, We're going to be giving away a tub of Performalite. And you can have all the tingles and all the (laughs) pre-workout. You kicked that that off very professionally. That was nice. <laughs> I think we're going to end up this is this is really cool like one giveaway from them a month that's pretty rad and I think we're going to end up having to rotate alternate uh, giveaways here like one episode's going to be one of our normal giveaways and next episode will be uh Enduralite if we keep up this kind of two a month thing so that's sure. that's pretty awesome Definitely I'm super super excited about it and I'm so grateful to have partnered uh with them on that and I'm super psyched about it well, shoot, let's get this started with a giveaway for uh, a T-shirt on the site. So the Threadless site, we've got two types of T-shirt. Well, actually, we have three types of T-shirts on the website. There's an extra soft shirt. There's a tri-blend, which is even more soft, I think. 
And then there are performance t-shirts. So yes. whoever wins the giveaway will be able to choose between any of the OCR report stuff that's up there in t-shirt form in any of those t-shirts. And I'll just say the extra soft is made by Bella Canvas. They're a more solid color and they are very soft, but it's a different it's a different material than you get like a lot of the race shirts that you get, like especially the old Spartan ones before they went to the performance shirts. Mm-hmm. Those are the tri-blend. So when I said there's a extra soft and a tri-blend, the tri-blend is actually made by Next Level, which is the same company that did our very first t-shirts. And they are awesome. Mm-hmm. I love those shirts the most. Yeah. Those are a little bit more fitted. They're very soft, but yes, they are more fitted like as far as men's and women's go. Yeah, and that tri-blend color is more of a, they call it a heather, and it's, you can see the blend, like you can see the mix of the materials in there. Yeah. So it's not just a flat, flat color. Yeah, and I think the performance, because I was looking at them last night, the performance um, material is uh, very similar, if not the same material as this year's Tough Mudder finisher shirts. I, I do need to get me one of those to test it out because I haven't yeah. I haven't seen one in person yet. Yeah, I was reading up on like the materials and the brand and everything, but is and it's, so it looks like it's that kind of material. So I'm not sure about yeah. the fitting, but um, yeah. Yeah, well, let's keep it simple here. We've got two episodes that we're going to release back to back here, and we'll mention this again in the next uh, intro, where uh, if you comment on our post, for these two episodes, whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, or where else do we post? Facebook, Instagram. We don't <laughs> do Twitter. It. Is there another one? Is that it? <laughs> nope, that's it. I don't do Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Facebook and, and Instagram are enough for me. <laughs> that's true. Uh, so, yeah, just comment on one of those. Anybody that comments will be entered into the giveaway. You can say that you want the giveaway for the shirt or just say, hey, what's up? And that'll, that'll work. Um, Um, actually specify what you're wanting to be entered in for, if not both, if you want to be entered in for the shirt or the Ender Elite. Well, we've got, uh, that's true. Let's say if you don't mention anything, then it's for the shirt. But if you mention Ender Elite specifically, we'll put you in that, in that drawing. Sounds great. Sounds good. (laughs) Because we've got, we've got these two episodes that are going to happen pretty soon here. And then the giveaway uh, the drawing for it won't happen until we record next. So that might be before the end of the year. But again, that might be, um, you know, early January as well. Yep. So we might end up having to do two drawings at the same time. There you go. Cool. All right. I was going to try and keep this intro short and we have not done so. <laughs> so let's just talk for a moment. Uh, what have you been up to since World's Toughest? Uh, well, um, I mean, I got into, uh, the gym pretty soon after world's toughest, um, probably like the following week, I went back to my cycling class that I've been taking with my friend. That's a trainer at 24 hour fitness. And, um, other than that, just, uh, running here and there, my mileage is like super, super low, but I'm just like (laughs) doing whatever makes me happy at this point. (laughs) Yeah. Like the cycling is all new and exciting because like I'm watching my wattage numbers go up and everything. So it's like, it's like whenever you first started running <laughs> and you kept seeing your pace drop, it's kind of like that with me on the spin bike. It's like, I keep seeing my FTP wattage go up and up and I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Getting that, uh, that performance boost. What do you call that? Whenever you... <laughs> Just the the ga- the quick gains, I guess. Yes. That you, that you get when you first start something. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, you know, same boat here, just uh, running much, much less and less miles. I actually did five miles uh, just yesterday, which was uh, nice. But I did, I think it was the weekend after, maybe it was two weekends after World's Toughest that I did 16 miles uh, with Will Raymond on accident. We were trying to go for 15, <laughs> misjudged the trail, and r- ran out of water and felt like, you know, felt like trash after because I got dehydrated. But, <laughs> but, uh, but I felt good, um, you know, running that, that distance in, until the end there. Um, I, yeah, have been like treating it like it's, it's off season. And I, I'd say 
I'd say this year I've done, shoot, I didn't even think about it. We, we're, this could be a, our last episode of the year. So while we might do, you know, we might be in a like panel podcast with all the other podcasters again, like we did last year, but this could be it for 20, 2020 for us. Yeah. Um, and and I, I really felt like this year was probably one of the first times where I felt like I really stayed in shape all year long. Like I, I never was, I wasn't like race shape, race weight all the time. But for me, that's like <laughs> a difference of maybe five pounds. Um, so I stayed in a, a decent shape all year, even though we had COVID going on. I think having virtual worlds, you know, even like as soon as that all got canceled and we knew that was going to happen, helped me to continue to maintain all the way through the year. So I was really, really happy with 2020 as far as my fitness is concerned. Yeah, I, I winged so it much. this year. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I just winged it this year, to be honest. <laughs> like, I just, it really threw me for a loop. I really didn't feel like it was going to because I tried to really stay focused. But then like so much stuff, other stuff was going on with like my job and get, you know, the promotion and everything. And then like, <laughs> we're <laughs> trying to open up this place in like 45 days. And it's like, yeah, but um, still staying, just staying active. Like I said, in the beginning, just for my own, like happiness, you know, yeah. I just want to do stuff that I I enjoy. Like if I'm not enjoying it, then what's the point in doing it? So yep. if I'm looking at a workout and I'm like, yeah, eh. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's just why I've just stuck with the, with the cycling, um, as long as I have. Um, and yeah, and it's like one of the very few things that I can still do in a very, very small group of people. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I've, I've seen myself like, I'm not going to run in every day. I'm not keeping any kind of schedule. It's really just more when it uh, when it suits and when it when I'm kind of desiring it, you know. Yeah. So cool. Well, you did have yeah, even more than COVID. You had a ton, a ton going on this year. Of course, yeah. we moved uh, as well as. Uh, yeah. You know, what bought a, a weird house year. and everything. I know. I feel, don't you feel like we're so grown up? Like you bought a house. I got a promotion. <laughs> like I feel so grown up. <laughs> and it really wasn't even real to me until like, like I got my badge and it had my name and it had, you know, my oh, nice. title underneath it. And I'm like, oh, wow, I can't wear this yet. But like, I feel so <laughs> official. <laughs> well, awesome. We, uh, we have made the best out of 2020 and I think we did a pretty darn good job. That is for sure. <laughs> don't you feel though like it's been a really good time even though everything else sucked it's been a good thing to just refocus on like why you do what you do and as far as like activity goes and running and working out and staying fit and everything like you do it because ultimately you enjoy it and you just want to be healthy and happy right yeah i i definitely hope that you know people you know, obviously there are some people out there that are probably like, oh, this year sucks and my life sucks. Well, <laughs> your life only sucks because you don't do things to make it better. Uh, so hopefully for people that are out there that feel like 2020 was trash, uh, can can look at it from a different perspective and see, yeah, we didn't, I, I didn't hate this year. You know, people talk yeah. so bad about it, but I really enjoyed 2020. Yeah. There is a general consensus that 2020 was just hot garbage. <laughs> but they say that about every year, right? I mean, this one really stood well, out more than this the year past, in particular. But, <laughs> but it seems like there's always something that people are complaining about. But that's yes. just people, right? Yeah. S speaking of the people, let's get let them get on to the uh, listening of the actual episode. I think we've jabbered on enough here. <laughs> Come back for the next one. Right now, you're about to hear. The recap of Virtual World's Toughest Mudder with our, myself and Anna and Will Hicks, Carlo Piscatello, and who else was in there? Mike? Kim DeVos. Stefano? Kim DeVos. And Mike. Yes. Maybe. Nope. Mike wasn't on no this Mike. one. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Come on enjoy. back for the next one. Kim DeVos is the host of OCR Coven, a podcast with OCR, but no real witches. Jason Dupree and Anna Landry are the hosts of OCR Talk, a podcast with OCR and real talking. Carlo Piscatello is host, half of the hosting team behind the YouTube show Piss and Cox. It's their name, so it's not offensive.
All four of them are veterans of World's Toughest Mudder and participated in the first and hopefully only ever virtual World's Toughest Mudder this weekend, known as World's Toughest Mudder Lockdown Edition. Kim, Jason, Anna, and Carlo, welcome to the show. Thank Hi. You. Hey. Thank you, Will. <laughs> Good to see you again, buddy. Good to be seen. Hey, I want to talk about what the race actually looked like in a minute. But first question, and if you want to flex a little, it's okay. How many miles did you get? Kim, let's start with you. I got 50 miles. Congratulations. <laughs> Yay. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Anna Landry. I got 50 miles as well. I know. I got 50. Jason Dupree. <laughs> I got 55. Check you Winner. out. and then carlo you did not run the race what was your role this weekend i did not uh i was part of the zoom call team with kyle mclaughlin and sean corvell and clinton jackson so we basically provided commentary for the full 24 hours which in itself was was the challenging experience i want to talk about all of those experiences um anna let's can you talk about the actual race? What does a virtual World's Toughest Mudder look like? So we all got the uh, the email with our gear list ahead of time. And uh, all the laps that we had to do, all the five-mile loops, which Jason was kind enough to plot out a five-mile route for us on all on pavement, which was so nice. Now, you guys, you guys actually ran together, right? One of you flew? Yeah. Tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I flew down from Colorado. I flew down from Colorado to Texas. My mom lives in Dallas, so I surprised her. And, um, yeah, we uh, plotted out a little five-mile route in Jason's neighborhood and did our shenanigans in his garage in between laps. <laughs> Jason, what were the – what did you do between laps or those shenanigans? Well, it was all kinds of things like take balloons and throw them at cups and uh, take other cups and put – ping pong balls in them and take more cups and put water in them. So lots of cups and balloons and balls. You guys had, I didn't didn't think about this till afterwards. You guys had a little, I don't know if it was an advantage, but it must've been nice to run with somebody instead of just like, I was like, and Kim, Oh no, Kim, you were with a group too, weren't you? I had a group at my house, a small group, very small, but it did make a big difference between that and the toughest I did alone with my sister. So Yeah. How did you, Jason, how did you do toughest last time, the 12-hour race? I did toughest, yeah, alone, but we had, you know, like a text group going, so we had a little bit of communication, but it definitely was better, even though Anna and I started together. Uh, I think we did the first lap together, and then after that, we split up, you know, just whoever was faster, but it was still awesome to be able to pass somebody by, because we had a lot of out and backs and little loops and stuff, and be able to be like, good job, you know, just same kind of stuff you do on the course. So you weren't you weren't like running together other than that first lap, but you'd pass each other going opposite directions and high fives or see you at the garage kind of stuff. Right. And we had another friend as well, Mark Duplessis, that ran with us too. So we had three of us. Kim, tell me about your crew. Who'd you have uh, helping you out or working with? Yeah, Jessica Johnson and Travis Langness and a friend of mine, Brian. Um, and we all ran... Travis only did a couple laps because his main goal was to get us to our goals and we did pretty good, but it was nice. It was definitely nice being able to see each other out while we were doing a loop because it just gave that little bit of illusion of a real race. Carlo, could you tell any difference between the people that were running together versus the ones that were running solo? Um, no, not necessarily because uh, most folks didn't come back you know, into the zoom call until they were well, obviously done with their lap. We only had a couple of people who checked in while they were out on their lap, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, a couple of guys from the UK did that. Um, and then uh, I, the guy's escaping me now, but actually I did want to ask uh, one question about uh, you were talking about the balloons knocking over the cups. Did any of you guys employ the, put the dice in the balloon and then throw it at the cup? Because that okay. seemed to be once, once word got out that you could do that, like, we really saw a lot of people starting to do that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you guys saw us do it. Because yeah. I started out with uh, a rock in my oh. balloon, and I threw it, and I put it in there the day before, so it was kind of worn already, and it, it popped the balloon. <laughs> so my <laughs> second balloon, 
I took the dice and put those in there, and that worked really well. And even better is taking the end, not tying it off, but at least twisting it so it didn't just, like, let all the air out right away. Okay, there you go. Good. There were a lot of those yeah, little... Yeah, I in my balloon, too. <laughs> there were a lot of those little tricks that I don't think uh, Team HQ planned on them, but were like, okay, is there any wiggle room in the rules here? Can it Does it say we can't do this? So... <laughs> And Kyle was really good about that. Like we every only like once or twice, Kyle would be like, I think you guys are going a little too liberal with your interpretation of the rules. <laughs> For the most part though, uh yeah, th- there was only a couple times where that where that was a thing where he kind of had to step in and be like, No, 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 no. One of the options. Well, he had to have known uh, from from toughest, right? There was a lot of interpretation with the results from that race, definitely, <laughs> or with the, with the with the obstacles. So he right. knew. I'm sure he knew that there was going to have to be like some wiggle room. One of yeah, the- and with toughest, I tried to be way too lib- like literal. So this one, I right. definitely yeah. like studied it and tried to figure out the tricks before right. the race yeah. even started. <laughs> Where are the loopholes? Okay, <laughs> so I fix this. One of the obstacles required you to do squats, hundred squats, while batting, keeping two balloons airborne. Yep. Um, did any of you guys put helium in your balloons? Because I saw several people like with balloons held down really? by string, have, and I was like, "I'm going to call shenanigans." Because <laughs> airborne is different than air is a gas, and helium is a completely different gas. And an airborne balloon is not a helium-borne <laughs> balloon. It was approved, I mean, and they were that's, okay. That's like awful, easy access to helium. I don't have those kind of connections, so. <laughs> right, and I believe that the the rules just said an inflated balloon. It didn't say inflated with yeah. what. So I think that's probably right. how they took that. I do think though, the people that um, realized early on that you could tie the balloons together, mm-hmm. that that made it obviously a lot. We saw people trying to you know literally juggle the two and then do the squats, and it was just a bit of a mess. Um, it was fun to watch, but it was a bit of a mess. But then once people started realizing that you could tie them together and it's okay, that obviously it makes it like 100% easier. We we had ours tied together and I, yeah. I started doing them and then my son came out and saw how much fun it was and he started trying to hit them too. And I was like, no, I can't let him drop. <laughs> Daddy's got to do squats. <laughs> right. But he kind of helped you like keep them up in the air. Like he would bat, he would like bat at them and, I almost lost them one time because of that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the hardest part of the race. Uh, what was the hardest part of the race for you, Kim? Um, The last, well, <laughs> I was going to say the last 10 miles, but I think it was everything after mile 15. The pavement, I have done so much pavement running this year. I can't handle any more. So just <laughs> moving forward out on the laps was so hard. Yeah. What about My you? Feet yeah. were killing me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd have to yeah. agree with that. <laughs> I think me and Anna and Mark all at the same time were all <laughs> complaining about our feet as well. And I actually ended up taking an extended break, and I don't remember how long it was, but I was like massaging my feet with my massage gun and everything. And when I went back out, my feet felt amazing. It felt renewed. So it definitely made a difference at first, but then somehow I got past it. I don't know. And mm-hmm. made it through to the end. I did a couple ice baths for my feet, and that really helped at different times. But whew, it was rough. That was the hardest part. Yeah, the pavement was terrible. I mean, I was feeling it by mile fifteen. I'm like, how did mm-hmm. I ever do a marathon on pavement? Like, I don't understand this. Anna just dropped it in there that she runs marathons. So right, uh, smooth, casual, <laughs> casual flex. Hey, well, can I ask? Can I ask yeah. a question of you guys? Since it was kind of feedback that we received. Um, from people who were obviously running the event was I want to know, and well, if I'm jumping on your question, I forgive, forgive me. Um, people really seem to have, or really seem to hate the lap where you had to run the 26 out and is it 26 that the out the 300 meter sections. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out like what, first off, was that horrible for you? And if so, what made it so horrible? it was just monotonous. It was just the same thing over and over again. It was like, we were going up and down Jason street and we were like passing each other. And at first, the first few times we were kind of joking about it. Like, haha, this is so terrible. This is like terrible. And then like, there was this point where like, there was no talking. <laughs> you know, this literally is terrible now. It's actually yeah, terrible. It's actually terrible. And I really just don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> 
that was the second part, hardest part of the race. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. For me, that, that lap landed at like two in the morning, two 30 in the morning, which is like the worst time of a 24 hour race because it's like, it's, it's, you're already into it. You're in the middle of the night. And plus it's like, it's the end of the race is still so far out. And so it was going back and forth past my house and like halfway through that, you know, and, and you gotta, you can't look at your phone. Like, cause you lost, I lost count of the 26 almost immediately. So I'm just like relying on my phone for distance and halfway through it. Um, I'm like, I need to go to the bathroom. So I just stopped and I fell asleep sitting down for like a minute and a half. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like, I still have plenty of time to finish 50 miles, but I don't know. Like, I'm just so tired and I've already done <laughs> 38 and a half miles. That's pretty good. You, your brain starts talking to you and you have this like losers mentality for a second where you're like, right. I don't have to prove anything to anybody. Right. No one else is out here with me. Like I've done this for real. This doesn't even count. Like, and your brain starts like lying to you. And uh, you know what saved me was we had a little group text group thing going on. And I don't know if someone said something and I was like, all right, I'll just finish this one stupid lap and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> but then after that, after that 40, it was like, you know, three 30 or four o'clock and uh, just like mine as well. Keep going. So and then you're only 10 <laughs> miles away from 50. So it's like, how can you, yeah, how can you exactly. stop at 40? Yeah. I, I think yeah. it was demoralizing for us because we all yeah. did go inside to take a break and then we were just like, ah, screw it. Yeah. Let's just take a nap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and that's, that's, that's probably like my best memory from the whole weekend was like <laughs> after that lap, we were all just like, let's just go inside. And Jason's wife and Mark's girlfriend were inside watching reality TV and eating pizza. <laughs> and, oh. and all three, and all three of us were like, Hey, what, what, what's going on in there? <laughs> like, that looks like fun. <laughs> yeah. We just laid on the floor and then ended up falling asleep. <laughs> yeah. So you guys took a little, uh, a little cat nap in the middle of the race there. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I could not go if I had done that. I would not be able to get back out there. Like that's right. the end. Like if I'm if I fall asleep, I'm done. Like that's that's it. I fell asleep in probably the most uncomfortable position ever. Like I didn't even have a pillow or anything. I was just like laying down on the floor with my hands underneath my head. And then whenever I woke up, I was like, I don't even know how I fell asleep like that. But that's also kind of the difference, right, between this one and like and like because the, the real world's. Even if you go to sleep in your tent, you're never super comfortable. It, you're still right. cold. You're still wet. The difference is in this one, you could go inside and literally sleep in your bed if you wanted to for an yeah. hour or two. Yeah. Yeah. Which Jason, is what I, I did. Didn't you, yeah. Didn't you even like take a bath or something? <laughs> yeah. I got in a tub and got it nice and warm. <laughs> put, on some, put on some soft pants. How do you, I would not put socks back on. I'm done. Like once, no, once those socks come off and you see how nasty your feet look, like I'm, yeah, that's the end of the race for me. By the way, Will, thanks to social media. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely know what you're and I I'm all about it, you know that, but like your feet, man. Feet so I couldn't find <laughs> my different shoes or something. No, I couldn't. It's I I have my well, I usually use trail running shoes cuz we run on trails usually, but I have this uh foot foot goo lube stuff that I usually use on my toes. And this race was real different than a regular World Stuff's Mudder as far as the preparation because Usually, like preparation for World Stuff is Mudder is like a month long process, right? You're like making sure you have everything together, you try the wetsuit on, and you make sure you know, your nutrition's lined up, or you're going to go to Target when you get there. For the, this race, for me, it was like it was like the night before, and the night like I was like, oh shoot, I need to get my stuff together. And I have you know my stuff in the garage, but I could not find my foot foot lube. I was like, okay, well the race just starts at ten o'clock my time. I'll just stop at the running store uh, and just run over to the running store in the morning and, and grab it. And the running store didn't open until 11 a.m. I was oh, like, oh, no. uh, well, I'll be fine. Like, I've run lots on pavement before, and I've never – and I just kind of talked myself into, like, oh, you don't need it. And so I used – I had some of that – you know that blue deodorant-looking uh, – whatever it's called? You know, body the, glide? Body, yeah, body yeah. glide. So I used yeah. that on my feet, which is better than nothing. But, man, my, le my left toe, but my, my little toe, the entire – left it's like toe gloved it, it did it basically like the entire outer skin like yep. the whole thing was a blister the only so thing cool. keeping the skin on my toe was the toenail it's it's just <laughs> disgusting awesome. and i don't That's usually crazy looking i, I post social media like once every never but i was like hey this is pretty cool and so i took a, <laughs> i took a picture of it and you can see the ins the the not the finger the toe print like it's it's you can see the entire thing as it comes off so and good. I post usually people put like a hey, just a heads up, like gross pictures ahead. But 
But then, Morning. like, you spoil the fun <laughs> surprise, right? <laughs> so I just threw it out there. Got lots of people thanking me for not, like, I was having breakfast. And they're, they're acting like they're angry, but I, I really see behind it. They're like, hey, that was a good one. That was a good topic. So <laughs> Good topic. <laughs> good topic. <laughs> Anna, you were talking about the funnest part of the race for you. Kim, what was the funnest part of the race for you? Oh, man. I liked a few of the obstacles I thought were actually really fun, like blowing the ping pong ball across the 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 water across the, I can't think. What is it? The, the cups? That's the, the word. Yeah. <laughs> that one. And like this time I had someone in my pit managing the Zoom call. So I can actually say I enjoyed the community in the pit because I it's the first time I could hear the Zoom call while I was actually coming in. So it was so cool. Oh, how- how was that? How'd the Zoom call sound? I'm just curious. You guys sounded amazing. There Very motivating. Go. There we go. <laughs> but like, I would have never um, joined in on it if I didn't have somebody running it in the in my pit crew area. So it was it was really fun, and we put it on the TV in the inside of the house. So there was a little delay, but oh, we nice. had it like on everywhere, and it was really cool. Oh, you all had it from the YouTube stream. Yeah, I had our YouTube streaming in my living room, so it was really convenient <laughs> I actually yeah. i actually had that up on my tv too even though i was on it i still had it up and, and muted and yeah, yeah it was like it was a good like 15 seconds behind but i mean that's it, didn't it wasn't matter. bad if you're, if you're watching that nobody cares so yeah yeah it, should, it looked really really good we should shout out jason for setting that all up top team hq gave us permission to share the stream of the of the zoom on our youtube channel and one of the benefits of that is that, yeah, everyone can watch it live, but also it's saved for, you know, in, in perpetuity. I didn't even know Amelia Boone made it onto the show. And she, you guys talked to her for like an hour and change. Yeah, she was on for over an hour. So yeah. I must have had a really long lap when she was on. And I just missed her on the front and on the back end because that was cool. I got to watch. I never, I, it was a great, you know, hour interview with Amelia Boone. I would have missed. Yeah. And we, we were supposed to, Ryan Atkins actually got into the chat. Cause I, I got a hold of him to get him on, but then he, you know, again, he, he kind of lives out in the far Eastern part of Canada there and his Wi-Fi was spotty. So he kept, he kept dropping out before we can get him on. So we should have had uh, Ryan also, which would have been pretty nice, but yeah, but Amelia's a great guest and it was, I'm really stoked that she stuck around for as long as she did. Carlo, how many burpees did you end up doing during the event? I did, I did 240 burpees. Uh, so I basically, and again, it had nothing to do. Everyone was like, oh, it's a Spartan influence. No, it has nothing to do with any of that. It was literally me needing to do something once an hour to just keep my blood going. And I knew if I did push-ups, no one would be able to see them. So they, and then no one would even believe that I was doing them to begin with. Uh, so I just started doing 10 burpees at the top of every hour. And as it was, no one believed that I was doing the push-up part of the burpee once I went off screen. So it didn't matter. I got crap for that anyway. But yeah, 240 total. Um, and it, it's just, it got to a point where it was, I looked forward to doing them because it meant another hour was gone because man, that the last four hours or so was just, I mean, I haven't watched any of it, the, the video, but I don't actually remember a lot about the last two hours, to be honest. <laughs> I was, I was zoning out so hard. I'm hoping that uh, people watch it and, and comment I think I think maybe we haven't put it in enough places, but uh, you know we posted about it in the world's toughest group, and I'm hoping more people watch it and comment and put timestamps for interesting things because there's so much good stuff in there. But obviously, you're not going to just watch the whole thing to try and find it. Yeah, yeah we we went. I don't know where it is. I don't, it all kind of melds in. But I know we spent a good half hour talking about how to make a proper cup of tea with some of the Brits. <laughs> And then, oh and because there's, and then whether or not you put milk in your tea and what the appropriate, and there's, there's one type of tea you do never put milk in. And there's another time you do. And if you're serving it to yourself, the milk goes in second, or if you're filling a whole <laughs> platter's worth of cups, then you have to put the milk in first. It's amazing. It's fascinating stuff. Well, fascinating when you've been up for 18 <laughs> hours or what? Fascinating to us at the time. <laughs> at the time it was very fascinating guys. So anyway, I don't know what, where that timestamp is, but I got to find that because that was great. That needs to be set aside. So I missed Amelia Boone and I missed the tea conversation. What were some some other highlights of the Zoom call that the racers might have missed? Yeah. Oh, from oh that they might have missed. I want to hear things that they actually heard. Um, (laughs) I thought it was funny that for whatever reason, my garage kept coming back up to you guys. 
And so anytime there was a downtime, I guess it would just show my garage. So sometimes that caught us doing stuff, but other times they were just like, Oh, there's Jason's garage again. Yes. It was for some reason. I think cause you, you were one of the first ones I think to probably join the, join the the call. So for whatever reason, yeah. Whenever things were idle, it would just default back to, to your garage. And we're just kind of like, oh, I hope the hope his pit crew knows that we can like see what they're doing right now. Yeah, so. I, well, I didn't even know the camera was on until I was like, oh, oh, that's on. Okay, I'm glad I'm not doing anything like weird. <laughs> <laughs> there was, um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, Chris Moore. Chris, I can't remember the guy's name, Chris something. Um, I don't know him personally, but he had like his ten year old son who <laughs> was kind of just watching the the stream, but then he would always unmute himself. <laughs> And he wouldn't always say anything, but then there'd be background noise. And so his picture would come up and it would kind of interrupt what we were doing. And we'd be like, Hey bud, how's it going, man? And he just kind of stare at us and he wouldn't say anything. And then his dad would come back and be like, come on, I told you not to do that. And he muted. Sorry guys. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But he like kept, he kept doing it. And it was just, then he was giving me a hard time. He was going in the comments like Carlo do burpees. It's burpee time, Carlo do burpees. So yeah, I was getting trolled by a 10 year old for part of the night. So that was exciting. (laughs) I know one of the times that the uh, the uh, Zoom call caught my sister off guard because she was alone in the pit and they started talking to her and she's like, what is happening? <laughs> but she did hear, she was in the pit the whole time, so she got to enjoy it more. And then on my last lap, she kind of walked a little bit with me and she brought up a story that she heard on there. I guess you guys talked to Ruthie Sloan? Yes. Um, who is someone who did very well at the toughest. And then they have found out since that she has had, she has cancer and, and it just was really cool. Cause she was telling me all about it and she's just like, please have her on your show. So, I mean, like you guys were motivating and had good content. It entertained a lot of people. <laughs> well, I hope so. I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I like to talk as much as the next person, but that's a long time to talk, but, the good news is, as I was on there with other people who also like to talk and kind of do it for a living. So that was, uh, yeah, it was good. It was a good, it was a good mix of, of people and personalities and stories and backgrounds. So, yeah. So good job. Thank you. It's been a few days since the race finished. Um, how did you feel when the race ended? And how do you feel now, Jason? Uh, I, I'd say I'm talking physically, you know, my, feet hurt pretty good but uh they've been just tender to be honest more tender than anything like you know walking on hardwood floor it kind of hurts but um besides that it hasn't been too bad Uh, i mean i've definitely run shorter distances and felt way more sore after how do you feel kim how did you feel when you uh when you finished i felt terrible i honestly felt like just my feet and legs were hurting so bad. I, I didn't know how I was going to finish that, but, um, it took two days and today I feel pretty much back to normal. Fine. So the pain was temporary. <laughs> Anna, how are your dogs holding up? <laughs> well, yeah, I think physically like my legs, I had to fly back that same night. So I had to like, go to like return my rental car and go through the airport and everything. So I was, I felt like, ha- like, could I have been able to push it out for one more lap? Yeah. But then like, what? <laughs> I probably wouldn't have been able to make my flight. At, at um, what cost, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I think, but I think like really I, um, whatever we were talking at the beginning of the year leading up to this event, um, well, me, you and Kim were the only OCR podcasters to not have reached 50 miles. And <laughs> now we can say we've done that. And, um, that and no. even though, even though like asterisk it's, it's virtual, but, uh, you know, it, it really makes me pumped to like, look forward to next year and train for next year and really see what we can do. Okay. So here's the thing. I agree. Here's the thing about a virtual 50 mile bib. <laughs> it's kind of like making out with your cousin. <laughs> like, yeah, it counts. But are you going to brag about it? Not really? No, we're not going to brag about it, right? So I'm looking. But we know we can get there. No, we can get there. I'm looking forward to getting a 50 mile bib from a real World Stuffest Mutter this November in Laughlin. That's a great, great segue, Anna. Will we see you at Laughlin 2021? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Kim, you going to run it? Heck yeah. Jason Dupre? Oh, yeah, for sure. Carlo Piscatello? <laughs> it is my intention. Yes, I will be running this really? 2021. Yay. Yeah. I, I miss Ooh. it too much now. I've, I, as much as Me I love coverage, and I will still do that for the other races. But yeah, I got to, it's, it's a different thing to, I mean, we struggle being up for 24 hours in our own way, doing the running around the course and like getting footage and stuff. But it's, it's not at the end. It's not the same. Like, you know, you're hugging everybody and it's sad that it's over and everybody's happy and you're happy, but it's like, it's not the same as, as same kind of suffering. And I miss, I actually miss that. It's uh remember that I remember that I said that. Cause right now it sounds <laughs> really good. We'll remind you at 2am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I, I said it in my last podcast episode, but, the first year at every venue, something crazy happens. Whether it's English Town had the ice, they were breaking ice to jump into the water obstacles. Right. Vegas had the uh, sandstorm, obviously. Atlanta mm. had the ice storm. Dallas had the didn't even happen, and we had a virtual <laughs> one. So it'll be it'll be interesting. I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. And <laughs> something is going to happen. And it's exactly cool to be right. there for the uh, the first first year in a new venue. Looking forward to it. I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. All right. Uh, last question. If COVID is terrible again next year, would you do another virtual World's Toughest Mudder, Jason Dupree? Probably so. Um, it'll probably be even like this year. It was like, I just want to have fun. I want to not push myself to death. I just want to have fun. So it'll probably be even more like that. Like even more so. Probably longer naps. <laughs> Anna? Another, longer nap than more, more episodes of 90 day fiance um yeah i'd probably i i i think i share jason's sentiment like it would probably be a lot easier and funner <laughs> kim i finished the race saying i don't want to run another virtual race ever like any kind but i would probably run it oh or i would love to pit for someone going for high miles that would be, it would be one or the other because I thought pitting in a virtual race would be so fun. <laughs> Carla, what do you think about running a 24-hour virtual race? No. Um, actually, <laughs> <laughs> no way. I'm going to stick with the uh, Zoom call. I had so much fun. And, uh, and you know, the, the worst part was at the end, I just crawled into bed. And that was awesome. And I slept for like eight hours. So, no. Although, I do want to, if I, I do want to get one quick question in to those who ran. Did you guys at any time throughout the night, did you get wind of the fact that um, Olivia Patterson, a.k.a. the hallway girl, what she was doing and what she was up to? Yeah, I think we had yeah. heard, heard people mention the hallway girl. Okay. Yeah. Because that was kind of, the th that was actually really fun to watch that whole thing kind of, it kind of took over. Like, yeah. like when things got slow, it was like, oh, let's check in with hallway girl, see where she's at, <laughs> you know? And the poor thing, because you know, her Zoom was always on, you'd see her down the hall. Back up there, down the hall. Mm -hmm. and she, she wasn't gone very long. She was only going eight feet. So could you okay, cool. could you see her run each lap the whole Zoom call? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Like literally because you know eight feet not that far, and she had she had her her laptop like in her rec room or whatever or her little family room, so she would like stop right there and do her obstacle, and then she would just turn and yeah she'd <laughs> go, go to the end of the hallway and come back. We could see the whole thing, so it was great because it actually gave us kind of a a little fallback, you know, like when things got, when things got light, as far as commentary, we're like, Oh, let's see what's going on with, cause there was much like it was at worlds, like three, four in the morning when there's a dead time where people are either sleeping or it's just really quiet and not a lot of people on course. That's kind of how it got in the zoom call. Like <laughs> there was just nobody to check in with, it seemed. So we were like, Oh, uh, Clinton, tell us about that time that you opened up for, a carrot top or whatever, you know, whatever we were, we were just struggling for, for stuff. So, yeah. Uh, do you, does anyone have any last thoughts on world stuff Mother lockdown edition? Maybe Kim? I do. Or Jason? I, I, I'd like to say something about, uh, effort versus I think, you know, the mileage achievement itself. And I, and I feel like I've heard or seen some, some pros talk about this, maybe even Ryan Atkins on Instagram or something. Uh, I, I loved how, the the results showed your lap like your total lap time so even though you ran for 24 hours your lap time was like i think will yours was about 18 hours 
And then mine was like 11 or 11 and a half, somewhere around there. So thinking about it, while I ran further than you did, you ran for longer than I did. And that's awesome. Like, it's a little bit of bragging to say I ran further in quicker time. But really, who, the longer it takes you to do it, that's that's harder, man, being out there even longer. It's really impressive to see that it took you 18 hours. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm so glad I didn't have to run that <laughs> that long. That that time, is that just the lap time? That doesn't count any obstacle. Yeah, right. Well, I guess the other six hours was obstacle pit time, right? Right. Because, if yeah, if you were going nonstop and doing your obstacles, then your your running time would have been that, that number. Um, but my running time obviously included some breaks, too. But my mileage time, you know, I was able to get it in less time, which honestly makes it easier. Having to do it in a longer period of time is is way tougher and way more challenging. You know, it's like the people that go out and do an ultra beast and they're large people and they can't run. It's like it takes them eight hours to do it. It's like that's impressive, man. The longer it takes you to do it, the more the harder it is for you, the more impressive it is, to be honest. Kim, do you have any last thoughts? Oh, man. I had more fun than I expected. I think just in general, it was it was a really good virtual race. They they thought it out, and I enjoyed it. Anna, any last thoughts? Yeah, I think it for a virtual race, uh, I think we made the best of it. And it was definitely, it made it so much better running it with other people. Than running it by myself it oh yeah just, that I, too for me it just like made all the difference carlo any last thoughts yeah that was kind of the main takeaway that i saw too between the 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 20 the 12 hour toughest and then the 24 hour world's toughest is that i think folks who did the toughest and did it on their own made more of a conscious effort to like partner up with people um because there was a lot more pits with groups in it i think than there were solo runners this time and so yeah that that seems to be the way to go and I also hope, like you said, that this is the last time we have to do this and that, you know, come April when toughest L.A. hits, we can all just go there and, like, do it or cover it. Please, COVID, go away. Please, world. Wear your, mask. Wear your masks, people. Come on. Vaccine, let's go. Jason and Anna are the hosts of OCR Talk. You can find them on OCR Talk. Kim is the host of the OCR Coven Carlo is the co-host of Piss and Cox. You can find him on YouTube. Guys, thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon. Thank Take you. Care, Bye. Bye, guys. Say hello. No. Bye.